0: the business you want or is it driving you crazy? A recent survey said 70% of business owners are dissatisfied with some aspect of their business. That's why we created Driving Biz, the number one source of business information. We have the leading experts from around the world as guests each week. So enjoy and love your business.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we are in the Presence of greatness today. His name is John Baldoni, and he's established a career as a highly sought after executive coach and keynote presenter, where he's had the privilege of working with senior leaders and virtually every industry. He shares his expertise here, focusing on how leaders need to prepare for change by focusing on what matters most, their people. Among the themes John explores are fear and loss, as well as empathy, resilience, and hope. His book, Grace Under Pressure, is truly an amazing book, and it provides a roadmap for leaders seeking to create community as they meet the challenges they face with dignity and grace. Welcome, John.
0: Well, thank you, uh, Dr. Allen. What a pleasure. And thank you for that warm welcome. I love your deep, resonant voice, and it lends, it lends credibility to me. So it's up to my myself to prove it, not just your voice. <laughs>
1: I've always said it's a good thing I have a face for radio. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got a great voice. Yeah.
1: Ah, yeah. great. Now tell me, John, how did you get on this management pathway? I'm sure you weren't always concentrating on
0: it. No, um basically, thanks for asking. Um uh I, I graduated college more than 50 years ago. Uh oh, not quite 50 years ago, uh, as an English major, and I wanted to go into the film business. So I Gravitated to London and then Los Angeles and stuff, and I found myself uh working in the area of marketing communications and I drifted into speech writing and I became a senior level speechwriter for corporate executives and uh as you would know um Dr. Allen, leadership, as we know it today, is something of a fad, not the fact that it exists it's been in time immemorial, but the concept of fad uh, of leadership as it applies to organizational leadership is relatively new. And I was kind of at the beginning of that. And so my the folks for whom I wrote would want me to write about leadership. And I became intrigued with the topic. So I went back to school and got a master's. And then I started publishing books and eventually became an executive coach. And I started talking about it and teaching and so that's so what I do now is essentially a second career dr allen um okay. uh my early work was very much in, and it's collected on my blog site and most I've got two hundred articles for harvard business review uh the online site and it's I call it nuts and bolts management um just the basics communication connectivity, things like that, and then over the time, I started focusing on uh, the topic of purpose. Um, and my uh, my newest book, Grace Under Pressure: Leading Through Change and Crisis, uh, focuses on grace, and it is my third in a series of books about the topic of grace.
1: Excellent, thank you so much. You know, I've been re—I I read a lot, and I've been listening to an audio book by Simon Sinek lately. Mm-hmm. Leaders Eat Last. And that concept comes up about because in the Marines, the leaders, when they go to the dining hall, feed the people under them first, and then they eat last.
0: Now, it's tonight. not just the Marines that do that. It's I, I, I'm all sure good it's, officers do that, and your own Canadian and your and own Canadians, Canadi- and your your own Canadian forces too. Let's give them a shout out to them. So, well, you know. it,
1: it absolutely makes sense because yeah. if you're treating your subordinates, and I would not call them subordinates, the people you are fighting with and working with every day uh, before yourself, you have a better sense of community.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, without question without question so so what are your secrets to
1: developing community in business
0: i'm glad you top uh, top line that dr allen because a sub theme of the book grace under pressure is community and now Amy Edmondson has pioneered the concept of psychological safety, which means we feel safe in where we work. And, and it's not merely physical safety, but it's the psychological safety that I feel that I can voice my ideas. I and I have a sense of belonging. That is community and uh, grace fosters sense of community. And I think when we build a community, um people Uh, Are there for one another. We don't all think alike, nor should we. We don't all act alike, nor should we. But we uh, belong to a higher set of principles that binds us together. You know, I learned a long time ago that um, all of us want to be working for a cause greater than ourselves when we are, that fosters a kind of community. So especially now, as we're debating the future of work, or at least the how of future of work, is it in person? Is it virtual? Is it a combination of the two? Community becomes very essential. And yes, you can have a community when people are in disparate locations. I belong to an organization called 100 Coaches, which was founded by Marshall Goldsmith. And we connect regularly. We're not employees by any means, but we have had a real community. We do get together physically, but we um, get together f- frequently for conversations and groups. So it is possible. Um And I think we can foster it. And I think it's what's important because people are always looking for, well, looking for purpose, but they're looking for meaning in their work. And when you have a, a sense of belonging, um, And uh, it it fosters that. I think getting back to Simon Sinek, his book was starting with why um, and talking about purpose. And purpose becomes our spark for vision, which is our becoming. It sparks our mission, which is our doing and you know, Dr. Allen, and I know there are leaders, there are organizations that succeed in spite of people, but how much better when we work with people? And that's where our values come in. And that's where grace enters the picture. That's where community is fostered.
1: Yeah. yeah in, in uh Simon's second, the book I was referring to, Leaders, can, uh, leaders Eat Last, He also talks about a a remarkable leader by the name of Bob Chapman, who took over a company called the South Carolina Company. And that company used to be run under a dictatorship there where, you know, a bell would ring and they would do something they do. And he changed all that in order so that the workers can have a higher place in the company. And when the great Recession of two thousand and eight came around, he made sure everybody took a furlough for one month even for management on down, so no one had to be laid off
0: isn't that a great story that's that's community um that's grace um that's true leadership um and that's that is a mark uh, a terrific story so
1: so, why don't you share with us some of your stories of grace and how leaders can lead with
0: grace well grace grace, I regard as the catalyst for the greater good. so what does that mean? It facilitates our ability to reach out and connect with other people uh, and from a leadership standpoint it, it 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 um fosters the sense of building a community. Uh, the buzzword is engagement. So people feel that they belong. When you act with grace, what you're doing is you're acting with, uh, uh, a generosity, respect for others. You're acting with compassion. But grace is not this namby-pamby, ethereal concept. It's also got guts to it. And that's what I focus on in grace under pressure, courage. Um uh men and women who exhibit grace are people of courage. Um, and they stand up for what they believe in and they stand up for their people. And um they shine the light on others. So
1: well, that's important. And and I think the word fear is one that is greatly overestimated in our day, because I think fear really means different things to different people. You know, I've always felt that it meant to my people uh, false expectations appearing real. You know, we we do things despite fear. And, you know, 85 to 95% of the things we fear never come about. They never even happen. And the 15% that happens come out far less than what we think it would. So how can you (laughs) literally be afraid of anything when you realize that fear is not something, it's not the boogeyman you thought it would be?
0: Well, you're leading into a point of uh, which I devote part of the book to, and it's called Preparing for the Future. And uh, an antidote to fear is preparation. So we prepare ourselves for what could happen next. The other thing we do is we build a sense of resilience. And um, I I run a a, a live stream show on um, LinkedIn called called Grace Under Pressure. And I've had the uh, pleasure of interviewing um, folks from special forces from different nations. And, um, you know, the extreme training they go through uh, is to prepare them for what might happen so that when they are in stress situations, they are prepared for it. They still experience fear, but they know how to react. It's not unlike an athlete who, um, they train, they train, they train. So when they get on the field or on the pitch, wherever they know how to react and how to stay in control as much as possible so they can execute plays and perform at their best. That's a form of, um, um, preparation and it overcomes the sense of fear, but it's not, but it's the same thing. If you, if you lead by fear, you get compliance dr allen you get you know people go well okay but you get buy-in when people want to belong when they feel that they belong to a community so
1: i was once in disneyland and you know how have they have the big horse drawn carriages leading Mm -hmm. horses and and i mean these horses are taller than i am and they are amazing well Something spooked one of the horses, and it was going to be a disaster where the horses plowed into the crowd and and injured, if not killed people. And the driver of the horse-drawn carriage literally stood up, yanked with all his might on the harnesses, and made the horses behave. And is so that, afterwards, that, yeah. afterwards oh, I... Like Ask him, how did you do that? He said, you don't understand. We practice for this emergency every day. Every day we practice for this emergency because we know it's going to happen sometime.
0: That's great. That's, that's the training, training, train, train, train. And so that when it does happen, you know how to react.
1: Well, and you, you also know the story of the, pilot that flew the plane on the hudson and oh, literally God. saved hundreds of lives in an instant when his uh plane crashed and that was sully sullenberger and he uh was made immortal by a movie with tom hanks acting as sully and it right. it became a, a thing where sully became uh, way out of his element, he doesn't like being the publicity or anything else. He says he was just doing his job, but again, it was his training that allowed him to do the job. Exactly, he
0: exactly. was first.
1: Exactly. He was first a glider pilot. Then he yeah. served in fields of battle.
0: Yeah. So, yep. The tra- That's the training. It takes over. So. And that's where that's I'm glad you mentioned that. That is why resilience is so essential today. And we can teach resilience. Um, Our pilots go through it. Our military officers go through it. And so you know how to react in stress situations. The other thing about resilience, and this is a theme in my book, is self-care. Um, This is something leaders are not always the best at, because as you well know, Dr. Allen, the idea of um uh, leadership is outward directed. And so they're focused on, on bringing people together or external objectives, which is fine. That's what leadership does. But, and they neglect themselves, but you can't do that forever. Uh, and, uh, leaders need to exert this sense of self care. And when I, in my coaching, when I talked to leaders, um, I said, you know, there's only so much you can do. And if you keep pushing yourself, and you would know this from your medical background, that um, you're not at your best and your people need you to be your best. And so you owe it to them to um, to shut down um, and uh, to turn off. And that's really hard for hard-charging people. Uh, but it's essential for them if they're going to be effective in their leadership. I I find a couple
1: of techniques I teach is for a short charge, you can meditate, because that really helps to give you like a partial charge. It's Mm -hmm. like giving you 20% recharge on your phone. If you want a larger charge, getting a good night's sleep health. But even if you want a larger charge yet, going away on a retreat, With like thinking bodies really help. And that's another thing I offer to people as well. So at the end of this, if people want to get in touch with me, I think they should because there's so much more that you can get out. Now people say, I don't want to take the time away, but guess what? I will guarantee you, if you take the time away, you will be so much more efficient at what you do that that time away will be like putting your, your business on steroids.
0: Very good point. And 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 it's it's good for us to in lack of a better term, decompress from time to time. But you you're uh, imbuing it in your work with a sense of renewal, but also with community, other like, as you said, like-minded people, and they energize each other.
1: So yeah, you know, I see a lot of books written on leadership. But there are very few books written on community.
0: Well, uh, you're talking to one who <laughs> believes in it. There's a, there's a wonderful book by uh, uh, a person I know and I've quoted before, Dr. Christine Parath, who calls uh, she did a book called Mastering Civility. And uh, she her second book uh, is Mastering Community. Uh, she's a professor at my alma mater, uh, Georgetown. So um, Christine Porath, I highly recommend her work.
1: I will have to look that up, John, because I think many people have these brilliant ideas, and I might want to even get her on the show for that, because community is so important.
0: Without question. And, and, and I think we're all looking for it. You know, there's, as you well know, there's a, an epidemic of loneliness, um, exacerbated certainly by the pandemic, but people feel isolated. Community is the antidote to that. And when you feel that you belong someplace, somewhere, um, that gives you a sense of meaning, purpose in your life. And so community is important. And that's, That's why I have explored it in the uh, concept of grace.
1: Well, you know, John F. Kennedy, the former president of the United States, was flying in an airplane on Air Force One after the Bay of Pigs. And a reporter came to him and asked him, what's it like at the top? And he said, lonely, very lonely.
0: Absolutely. And every CEO feels the same way um, because they unless they develop uh, bonds with individuals and colleagues outside of the business. So,
1: you know, this is exactly what happens in all businesses. You know, you have your workers, you have your management, you have your senior management but then there is the senior the CEO who has to run the whole ship and it's very hard for him to trust those underneath him look at what happened to disney lately
0: well <laughs> yeah well, um i think these some of these things were self-inflicted but anytime you know um but but you know let's not um let's not underestimate the role of of ego um and you said something very operative uh they don't trust their people that's on the boss if you don't trust your people that's your problem you have put people in positions of authority that are not capable of it or um need additional development so if you don't trust your own people you have an issue. <laughs> so and I have no sympathy for you. <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly. Uh, I, I think it it is important that people uh trust their workers and work with their workers to have things go uh go forward.
0: Well you know this, it, let's let's touch on another topic let's talk about self care one of the mitigating factors of self care is that leaders don't do it enough well there's a dark side to that and that's because they feel that they are indispensable and invincible and the organization cannot run without them. That's a flaw that is not healthy for the individual and it's not healthy for the team. So you got to get off your pedestal <laughs> and you got to realize you are a human being and you need to nurture yourself. So that that's kind of a wake up call um, that self-care is important to you and to the organization. And you have to find ways to rejuvenate and regenerate. So,
1: John, you've written some amazing works. How would you recommend businesses have fantastic businesses? And maybe you can summarize it to two or three points.
0: Well, I'm. And- I'm not a bit I'm not a business analyst and I would not give business advice. I can give leadership advice. And so there's a little mantra I have. That's be seen, be heard, be there. Be seen means let people feel your presence. Be heard means get your message out and listen for feedback and listen for feedback and listen for feedback. And the third thing is the, um, a be there. What does be there means? It's the all encompassing, um, uh, initiative to, to go where the organization needs you. If it's important for you to be at uh, a remote location, go there. If it's important for you to go to an employee celebration, go there it's important to you to mix and mingle, go there. When it's important for you to meet with analysts or on Wall Street and the capital markets, go there. Go where, and the, the Japanese philosophy of Kaizen is Gemba, go to where the work is. So being there means fully present wherever the organization needs to feel, see, and hear your leadership. Excellent, excellent.
1: John, if you met a younger version of yourself on the street and he wanted to be a leader, what advice would you give him to move forward?
0: Well, I would tell him to read, 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 learn, 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 and listen, listen, listen. Leaders are readers. So go into history um find out when the, who's done it well who's done it not so well learn from those around you observe from that listen to advice be open to feedback i think that's the most important thing i heard the other day someone express something do you want my feedback or do you want my praise you have to be able to accept feedback and um some of it is critical but let's hope constructive and so Take that and and grow and develop your skills. Be the best that you can be, not what someone else expects you to be. Well, I say the job may expect you to do it. be the best you can be, and recognize your strengths and where you need the support of others. Okay.
1: John, it really was a pleasure having you today, and with your wealth of knowledge, I will need to get you back on another occasion. Can can you tell people how they can find out more about you and your books?
0: Well, thank thank you. It's been a pleasure speaking to you, Dr. Allen. Um, It's the best place to learn about me is my website, johnbaldoni.com. Pretty amazing, huh? (laughs) johnbaldoni.com. That that is so Uh,
1: unique. I don't know how anybody could ever think that uh,
0: up. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, and of course, uh, do a Google search on there. I'm active on LinkedIn. Um, and, uh, I usually post something every day. I have, uh, I write regularly for Forbes.com as well as for Smart Brief. And I, I also, as a hobby of mine, I play piano and I post a piece of music, um, on Mondays. I call it Motivation Monday. I post it on LinkedIn. So I'm, I'm out and my books are available. Um, certainly through ordering wherever fine books are sold, but also on, of course, Amazon. So
1: excellent. You know, one of my, uh, uh booksellers said, my books are available wherever fine books are sold. And if you can't find it, it's not a fine bookstore.
0: <laughs> good, good one. Good one. I like that.
1: I, I love that one, too. John, it really was my pleasure. Stay well. And thank you again for making this a special show.
0: I am honored that you think that. And thanks for this great opportunity.
1: Okay. Bye for now. And ladies and gentlemen, please come to my website, Dr. Allen Leica. That's D-R-A-L-L-E-N Leica, dot com. And sign up for a golden pearl each and every week. It'll be delivered to your mailbox and it will change your life if you let it. And there's a lot of other resources there and a lot of new things that keep coming up. So make sure you get there. We want you to have a fantastic life as well. Bye for now and have a fantastic
0: day. We hope you enjoy Driving Biz, where you get the advice of the leading experts of the world. If you want more, you need to join the number one community for business owners, NoBold.biz. And for a limited time, you can join at a discounted rate. To learn more, go to NoBold.biz.